Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast episode. Now before it starts, I've got a new and exciting announcement to make. Some of you will know that I run another platform called Something to Say, where I'm helping people share their stories and their creative work around this topic. Now we have just launched a new Patreon for that platform. Now if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a membership program where you can support us with operational costs and running costs of the platforms. And it has some exclusive elements to it too. So go check that out. So now there's two ways you can support the Patreon and the merchandise. And the merchandise is looking fantastic, by the way. All the links will be in the description. Now for this podcast, it was a challenging one, but I think I did a good job. I feel good about it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it makes you think we are moving forward step by step. Thank you. Okay, so this is a question, a situation, a talking point that I have been thinking about for a long time. I've actually posed the question of should sex offenders be given the death sentence on my social media platforms a number of times in different ways. Now, as expected, the majority reaction to that question is yes. And that yes comes back with so much anger and frustration. And we all feel that and we all understand that. But there were also a number of comments that I believe would make us think twice about that immediate answer. And it just starts to get more and more complicated the more I think about it. Now, when you have the answer of yes, all convicted sex offenders should be given the death sentence, I believe there are some things we should consider that mean that we need to think about that a little bit deeper. Now, Admittedly so, the way that I've communicated this question on my social media platforms, actually, I didn't use the term sex offender. I used the term paedophile. And that, of course, brings a stronger emotional reaction. And rightly so. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a reaction to paedophiles who have sexually abused children. But when that com- when that question was being discussed, or or uh, the my audience on online were giving their opinions on that, a few people said some interesting things. So a few people said, "Would it change if the child was fifteen years old compared to if the child was six years old?" Both children, and here the law in England, the age of consent is 16. So the 15-year-old is still a child and the 6-year-old is still a child. Now, does the death sentence, if you are for the death sentence, should that be applied to the offender that has committed the crime against both those ages, the 6-year-old and the 15-year-old? 
Now, maybe you're feeling like there shouldn't be a grey area here and we need to draw the line somewhere and that is that if you are under the age of consent in that country and you are offended against in a sexual way, then the person that offended you has given you a life sentence of trauma, PTSD, repercussions, personality adjustment due to going through that experience. So the victim is going to hold that experience and that experience is going to live with them forever. And in most cases, I'm going to say in the 90% of cases, it's causing that victim to have a negative experience at the very, very least, lifelong implications. So that offender should face the death sentence. But, not but, that's not the right word. I'm just trying to think on my feet here, by the way. And and just quickly, I'm always quite tempted sometimes to plan out these podcast episodes when it's just me talking to this camera and this microphone. But I always also, the other side of me resists doing that because I feel like just me thinking off the top of my head is interesting, challenging, provides a discussion that hopefully if you're listening on your podcast app or watching on YouTube is engaging as you see me try to think off the top of my head. And also the result of that is I can upskill myself um, as I try to get better at doing this work. So when we talk about the offender and the death sentence, the next point of discussion should be, well, does it then depend on how old the offender is? So let's say the offender was 19 and the victim was six years old. Let's take the six-year-old that we've, we're using for this example. So we've got the 19-year-old and the six-year-old. Then what happens? Is that the death sentence as well? So let's use the other age group that we're using for this example, the 15-year-old. The 19-year-old who offends against the 15-year-old. Now, is that the death sentence? Would your answer be different depending on the age ages of the victim and the offender? Or should we just draw a line on this situation and say, if it's an adult and it's a child, you're done. Now, a couple of people talked about the death sentence as a penalty for this crime being very useful because it's a deterrent to anyone that's thinking about committing this crime. Because I think we don't often think about the fact that everybody commits this crime, everybody that ever does in their lifetime commit this crime, a crime of a sexual nature against somebody, they do it for the first time once. Once upon a time, they did this for the first time. 
that means that they went through a stage where they were thinking about doing this for the first time. Does the death penalty for this crime provide a deterrent for some of the people that are thinking about doing this crime for the first time? So let's say they feel tempted to do it and maybe they're tempted to go online and start finding a victim, but the death sentence will deter or defer, I don't know what the right word there is, into doing it. I thought, oh, that's a really good point. Because at the moment, and I don't have the facts or the statistics for this, but gauging from people's reactions to the sentences convicted sex offenders are getting, they are so minimal, it's embarrassing. We should be embarrassed about the system and the two years in prison that somebody's getting for raping a teenager, underage teenager. If And, and that's a sentence, if any. Some just get community service or offenders registers or uh, it's just nuts so would this be a good deterrent I thought it was a very interesting point but then somebody came back with what effect the threat of the death penalty would have with people that commit these crimes here is some examples that they gave. They said, one of the problems is you will see an increase in the person that's committing the offence against the child killing the child because then the child can never say anything and give evidence against them and that will make it extremely likely that they won't be convicted because they know that the death penalty is coming if they get caught so kill the child and then you know the chances are um, next to nothing that you're going to get a secure conviction I thought that was a good point another very very good point and this one is substantial I believe somebody said that the death penalty will be used as a weapon by the offender towards the underage minor. And they will say something like, don't tell anybody what we did yesterday because otherwise they're going to come and get me and they're going to kill me. Now, can you imagine saying that to a 10-year-old? And can you imagine how powerful that reasoning is when it lands on a 10-year-old's brain, when the offender is somebody in the family. That's something to think about. And the whole thing about sexual abuse in families, uncles, granddads, fathers, brothers, cousins, and yes, you would have heard me just use all male gender identities, but the, the... there is an overwhelming majority of offenders are males. So I'm just trying to cover that base here with this discussion, right? 
And that doesn't mean I don't see you if you are offended by females. I see you still. Because it's in the family, it would be very easy for that offender to say, don't tell anybody because I'm going to die. So that's some other sides of using the death penalty when it comes to the offender using it as a weapon or it possibly being used as a deterrent for, to, to send a signal, to send a sign to anyone else that's thinking about doing this crime. So already, we, you know, we're, we're already seeing how the, that this isn't straightforward, that this actually is a lot more complicated than just saying yes. Now, when I put this post out on my social media, I complete I worded it completely differently to um, what I believe I'm going to title this video as. Now, at the moment, as I'm recording this right now, I'm thinking about titling this podcast episode as Sex Offenders and the Death Penalty. I also wanted to title it as Paedophiles and the Death Penalty. One of the reasons for that is because as a content creator online, I am fighting for people's attention. We are all fighting for people's attention. I don't know whether you've ever seen anybody scroll through their social media or their YouTube channel or their podcast app, but they are doing that at a rapid rate. You can't even believe it. I spotted a few people doing it before and I'm like, my goodness, you don't even get a second on your post. You People don't even give one second to each post. It's like, it's not, it's, it's like half a second. If you haven't grabbed my attention, I'm moving on. So paedophiles and the death sentence is maybe one that will be able to grab your attention. But I don't think, actually, let me make a different point. I am learning as I go with this work. I'm learning on the job. That's the way I like to learn. That's the reason why I did an apprenticeship for my engineering career and not uh, go to university because I like learning on the job. That works better for me. And something that I've learned recently is, or, or something that keeps coming to my attention is that paedophiles are people who have been convicted for a sexual offence against a prepubescent child. Now, if you're watching or listening to this and you think I've got that wrong, comment with the information, please. But I believe that I've got that correct. Now, somebody who commits an offence against a child who is post-pubescent is what's called a hebophile. Now, nobody knows the word hebophile. We generally would call somebody who, for example, a 25-year-old that molested a 15-year-old, we would call them a sex offender, generally. The paedophile is somebody who commits an offence against a prepubescent child. Now, I want this discussion, and I think it's worth this discussion and, and 
the majority of the discussions that I'm having on my platforms to start covering sexual offences against minors. Because a a 15-year-old in this country can't give consent to sexual activity to an adult. Now, I've also heard that um, the law will be okay as long as the two people who have who are in the sexual situation are between in, um there's a a maximum of 2 years between them so here in England the age of consent is 16 um so if you have a 17 year old with a 15 year old the law is going to be lenient on that situation okay so i believe that it's useful to have this conversation when it talking about offences, sexual offences to minors. So with the current knowledge that I have, that means paedophiles and sex offenders or hebophiles. Let's not use hebophiles because no one knows what that means. Another issue that I had, and I'm try, and I'm just going off, uh, off on a little bit of a tangent here. Just, just hold with me for a quick second because I've got so many things that I want to say. The problem that I have is I feel like sex offender is a lot less um, of a catastrophic label than paedophile. And I worry that that lesser label is could be dangerous in the fact that as a society, as, as a society, the general public will be like, will even subconsciously feel like oh that was a lesser of a crime it's not lesser of a crime right if you are in your 40s and you are coercing manipulating and tricking grooming a 14 year old to do something sexual with you that's that's i wanted to say that's equally as horrific as you doing that to a six-year-old But my brain is telling me that the offence against the six-year-old is so much more horrific. Like, my natural reaction is the brain is telling me that the the offence against the six-year-old is horrific, but they're all horrific in nature. We should treat them all the same. The child is the child. So, I'm thinking of titling this video, this podcast, as... Um, sex offenders and the death sentence now the anger on my platforms everybody most people replied to my post just saying a straight yes and that is the most common response that I get to um, when I when I talk about the death sentence the most common response is just kill them just castrate them, line them up and shoot them. And I understand the the, the anger that comes with anybody that would commit this crime against a child and, and essentially ruin their life. We understand that. But we don't have the death penalty in this country, in England. I understand that in Florida they have just passed it. But I've got a question for you. So far, we've talked about the age variation. 
if we're going to say that we're going to draw a line and we're going to say that anyone who commits a sexual offence against a child, a minor, somebody under the age of consent in that country will have the death penalty. My question to you is, what happens if the offender is your son? What happens if your 19-year-old son got involved online with a 15-year-old girl and managed to groom her into believing that she was so into him that she was happy to meet him. And then your son proceeded to do things of a sexual nature with her. Let's say it was just foreplay, right? It was foreplay only, not just foreplay. It was foreplay only, no penetrative sex. That is classified, I believe, the terminology would be molestation of a child. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, use the comment section, please. We're trying to learn as we go with the definitions on this. Let's say that that was your son's first ever interaction sexually. Before that, he'd never had any other real sexual interaction. Maybe he kissed a girl before, but this was like his thing and he believed he loved her. You want him to have the death sentence? You want him to be killed? Becomes tricky then, doesn't it? So then let's move this on. Then let's start moving this on to Excuse me. Do we then need to start talking about if we're going to implement the death penalty? Do we need to consider the severity of the crime? Do we need to start scaling the crime against severity? So if a 25 year old man no let's let's up the age let's up the age actually let's yeah let's up the age let's say a 40 ah no see there's problems here okay let let, let me try to explain it like this oh it, it just gets it just gets super complicated and interesting and i'm glad it's interesting i feel i feel it's interesting i hope you are too if a 19 year old kisses a 15 year old and remember I just want to say it again because I know the age of consent in America for example where a lot of my audience are is 18 um so a 15 year old is is like is different feels different to a 15 year old in England where the age of consent is 16 I think I think I'm right in saying that right still still children I'm not getting away from that still children and I am not trying to say or lessen the crime to anybody under the age of consent, just to make that clear. So let me give you this scenario. A 19-year-old kisses a 15-year-old. Death sentence? A 25-year-old kisses a 15-year-old. Death sentence. A 45-year-old kisses a 15-year-old. Death sentence. I wonder how you're feeling about that. Now let's start changing the sexual interaction. A 19-year-old grooms a 15-year-old 
into performing oral sex on him. Death sentence? A 25-year-old manipulates a 15-year-old to perform sexual, perform oral sex on him. Death sentence. A 45-year-old tricks a 15-year-old into performing oral sex with him. Death sentence. So I wonder how you feel as we start to change the parameters. Some people have said that they don't believe in the death sentence at all because there could be a false accusation. Later on, it could be found that the crime that the person was committed uh, committed that they pleaded not guilty for actually didn't happen in the way that we believed it happened at the time the death sentence was applied. <clears throat> so some people are saying they don't like the death sentence for any crime. So then we start talking about, okay, what about sentences? Now I explained that the sentences are currently extremely, extremely low for this crime. Like when you think about people getting uh, five years for the rape of someone, is is you just can't even believe it. So we start to then talk about, okay, let's say we, we don't agree with this death sentence. We, we're not happy with the death sentence for various reasons. Then we start to think about, okay, so what about life in prison? Let's start increasing the sentences tenfold. And if you perform something, uh, a, a, a sexual crime against a child, a minor um, of a certain severity, um, then we're going to say that it's the it's the life in prison for you. Now, a lot of people are okay with this. And... And actually, some people in the comments section on my social media platform said they rather this than the death sentence because the death sentence is an easy out for that person. So they want them to live a miserable life of restriction and no freedom um, in prison. Now, I did actually review a lawyer uh, talking on national TV about why the death, uh, sorry, why the a life in prison as a sentence for this crime is just not possible. Like, logistically, it's not possible. Here's a fact that he gave. Here in England, the prison capacity is 85,000. It's already full. On the sex offenders register, there are 100,000 people in this country. Now, understandably... Not all of them would have committed a sexual offence against a child. Let's say 30... Let's let's be conservative. 30% of those uh, people on the sex offenders register are offenders against children. So 30% of 100,000 that are currently on the register is 30,000. Where are we going to put them all if the prison capacity is already full? We just going to start building prisons everywhere. That would be that would that that would be an infrastructure that would take many 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 years. That's not going to be done in six months. That's not going to be done in a year either. That would take a long long time to set up. And included in that, where's the money going to come from? Like, uh, uh, are we all happy for our taxes to go up to to, to get this achieved? 
um, you want to pay more tax? Like, I don't know how that would be achievable. And this lawyer, which I just thought he made some great points on national TV, and he was brave for doing that. And that podcast is available um, on my channel. So go check that out. He was brave for speaking on that because he was just giving us the facts and we didn't like the facts because they give us an emotional response that we don't like. So life in prison isn't possible. So then as I thought about it more, I started thinking, well, this is not, this is not just, there's, there's not just one answer for these questions, right? This isn't black and white. There's a spectrum here. There's, there's, a, there's a number of ways to look at this. There's a number of ways to analyze the crime. We've talked about age, the age difference between the victim and the offender. We've talked about the age of the offender in general. We've talked about the how the death sentence could act as a deterrent for people. But we've also talked about how the death sentence could be used as a weapon by the offender. We've also talked about scrapping this idea of the death sentence and increasing the prison time. But something that I feel is very difficult to talk about, and this is where I think I'll bring it to a close, is could we scale the severity, in air quotes, of the crime so that we could apply the death penalty to some situations? And this actually is how I wrote the question for my platforms earlier this month because I wanted to ask this. Should anybody that puts their penis inside of a child, sorry, let me go again. Should any adult that puts their penis inside a child face the death sentence? Now, there's a reason why I asked it like that because actually I wanted to push away all this variance and ask the question of if the crime is committed in what for the purpose of this discussion without having time to think about it a bit deeper if it's committed in the most severe way we can think of penetration by the penis into that child, should that hold the death sentence? The problem with it is how do you prove it? Okay, so let's take it one step further. If there is forensic evidence, if there is video evidence, and it is beyond any reasonable doubt that that person, that adult, put their penis inside a child, should that then be the death sentence? My vote would be yes. If anybody disagrees with me, I really want to hear your opinion because even though 
if you're following me, you will see that I'm not replying to the comments because I used to do that and it took lots of time and I am trying to spin so many plates with the podcast, the YouTube channel, speaking in schools, public events, running the social media platforms, running the something to say platforms, etc. But I do read as many as I can and I want you to help me understand more so I can have these, I can bring these topics and discussions to uh, the, the the online space in the most skillful way that I can, explaining things in the clearest way that I can, thinking about things in the most logical way that I can, because we all have the same goal, to protect the crime of a sexual nature being implemented on so many children by adults. That's our mission. And if we can just, just settle a little bit, Settle the emotions a little bit, accept the emotions, feel them, but just talk about it. I think we're going to make one big step towards achieving that mission. I'm going to call it there. I hope you found this interesting. Thank you. So I wonder what you thought about how I discussed this topic. Please use that like button. Leave a comment. Give me some feedback because that's going to help me become more skillful at doing more of these podcast episodes where these discussions are not easy. Also, please don't forget about the Patreon, the merchandise, the Something to Say platforms. All the links are in the description. We are building this project stage by stage and it feels phenomenal. Thank you.